is it. On the 30 meter line, they're going to take it. They're going to take it soon. Pierce to the 30. They run for a try now. It's come down to Graham. Back to the middle. It's found Minicello. A long range shot for Manasseh. He's got it. Oh, what a kick. He got a kick. Hello and thanks very much for tuning into this week's episode of the Irish NRL Show, Week Seven. Uh, as always, delighted to be joined by the Tash. How are you, mate? How's things? Enjoy the weekend. Not too bad. Yeah, the spread, I suppose, this week um, was more evenly spread. No, I enjoy yeah, stuffing your face like the, the fat sea next Tuesday, I am. But look, um, we digress. <laughs> uh, we're not going to discuss BMIs and that, and that kind of... Not this week, anyway. Um, yeah, look, we think we're going to stick with the, yeah, the same kind of format as per. Um, we're going to kick into four tackles very shortly. And then we're going to look ahead with our round seven previews. So without much further ado, I think we'll just get straight into the, the crux the, the meat of the dish, as the fella says, with our four tackle. So, to begin things, it is myself, the man who loves talking. And I'll start us off with probably a, an area of conjecture of mine. So, their $5 million man, Ponga, has been missing since round two. Obviously, didn't finish the game in round two. And the Knights have gone two wins, a draw against what's been a somewhat impressive manly side and a loss since then. Are they better without him? That is the question. Um, I know you may <laughs> not have looked at the notes pre-show. Uh, but <laughs> that's the question I've gone with. It's probably a topic <laughs> I've I've harked on. I don't think the Knights will ever get the value for Caelan Ponga. Yeah, I... Uh, I think I I don't know if they understood what they got in, in Miller like at the back. Like he's been the revelation not revelation, but we also have seen it with the Cronulla last year, like that he had the attributes to be a really good league player, like especially at fullback where his union skills will come into and then he has less decisions and stuff like that to make like it's a fullback for a fullback. It's probably your only or winger once all across that much He's been fairly solid. Oh yeah, forget how many lines is on the pitch, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lines in this for in, in rugby league pitches. <laughs> but uh, yeah, is the money spent? Could they went somewhere else? It's it's very very now at the end of the like if he comes back if they the only thing about it is if he comes back before Origin plays well does he get picked for the Origin and he's gone again and then possibly. You don't know what way he comes back at Origin. He's gonna be missing again. Is he any use to you at all? Like, and that's ultimately the question of Honga. Like, he's that good of a player yeah. that he will get picked in, in res. But ultimately, I, I kind of think think with Ponga, he's kind of like him. he's brilliant in Origin because there's no salary cap. So he's he's an extra he's an extra piece yeah. to what already is a star. Yeah, there's no there's no issue when you paid that much for him. You like you look at their spine issues. I think Brady is out again, season over. They've not reaped an investment on him. They probably look arguably you could yeah. you could you could run through the roster and you could say the Knights have had an absolute nightmare. Some of which was poor decisions. Some of which was luck. Mm. Yeah. But with their target players, you know that way, like with their marquee players, like Brady came to the club. As their yeah. hooker, as the next Dan, uh, Danny Badiris, Burgess, like arguably going to be one of the greats of the club. Like, I'm sorry, Danny Badiris, yes, but club was and it just didn't work out. Like he's been injured more times. Pierce, arguably they haven't replaced anyone in the halves, and I think a huge piece of that is like Ponga's been so open and transparent that he wants to play six. I don't think he's a six. Don't think he can take that level of contact. It. 
Well, if you look back at, his, at, at the injury that he's out with, there wasn't much in it. I'm sorry. It's like he got a bump and out mm-hmm. later. It looked like he was out before he hit the ground, but then he hit the ground so hard that you don't know where he got the concussion from. But it, it looked very, very... It's not soft. Almost it, 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 was, it wasn't the hit that you think. Sometimes them hits, when your feet are off yeah, the ground, it's I, not as bad as... as he just has had a, no, a, a number of them. Like by Gordonar for him you kind of yeah. wonder is he getting chinny well that's it like, ultimately does that does that come down to it the, the yeah. um, your chin conditioning going to start to wrap it up are they better without him okay okay we'll park it we'll park it the week <laughs> at the end of the season come back to me <laughs> we were talking about uh, Arjun there with Alokar's injury at the weekend he's out for 68 weeks I think he's he was straight into surgery after let me just say so, uh, that as a who will be the new like, set winners excellent delivery excellent and and and, and don't worry I've, you've lined me up seamless, for a nice transition to the next one um, here yeah yeah <laughs> uh, I know um, Brian Toho if he's if he's fit he'll be on the other wing but like who like the amount of talent they have in their uh, yeah so at their there's a few different options they have at their disposal I suppose the argument that's been lobbied at the weekend was Turbo is he a winger is he a centre at origin level assuming you're going to go with Jimmy at fullback it's a uh, it's an interesting one. I, I personally, for purely biased reasons, I think you go turbo on the wing. Oh, I'm waiting for someone else. To facilitate <laughs> someone else at centre. Uh, arguably. Now, look, that's predicated on him coming back from his ban mm. and playing good football. Well, you never let New set Wales down. You know, it, it, it makes no. No, but arguably. Like origin potentially should be picked on form, and when you have the abundance of talent, not letting New South Wales down shouldn't be the reason why you're selected. Like for argument's sake, the man you mentioned at the start of point, Josh Adokar, he'd never let New South Wales down, but he wasn't picked last year. Yeah, but you look at like he was definitely going because of the World Cup he had, like and the way he yeah. played, like the, the sort of like when you think of a winger, you don't think of the leader that he was, and then he was mic'd up last 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 season, was it? And just shows you what the character of the man was like. He's the heart yeah, of that Bulldogs. And and for want of a better expression, just not a dickhead. No, so exactly. Well liked. Yeah. Keep keep trying. Yeah, we just liked by all squads he's involved, and he seems easy to get along with. He seems to get along with both coaches. Um, whatever Gus's role, considering he featured in the video. <laughs> yeah, true. So, yeah, look, obviously it's an unfortunate injury for him. But I think, yeah, to, to answer your query, like, if I was going to pick wingers, I'm probably going to pick Brian Tato. And then, look, the thing with picking Brian Tato is he's a small winger. So I don't think you can pick two small wingers. Yeah, because the kicking option then becomes a main factor for them. Like. Yeah, so my, 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 my answer is quite simple. You either go... Brian Tato and Turbo on the wing or if you want to play Turbo in the centre pick Daniel Tupo on the other wing and I think that's your answer there the question is not who's your winger it's who's your centres yeah what way are you going to play the centre like, when you have three of the best full backs to pick from yeah, and <laughs> if they're all fit and the red like you feel sorry for someone like Dylan Edwards mm. who model of consistency and will just probably never get next to near an origin jumper because um, look he's not, he's not a superstar he'll admit that himself but in terms of work rate that work rate is built for origin Yeah. so if there ever an, um, a severe injury crisis of full back the depth keeps showing up so <laughs> it'd be a shock it'd be a shock season a series if that ever happened yeah. <laughs> all three of them are gone yeah so I mean for me yeah, I think I think the decision is not less your wingers, and it's more who you want to play in the centre. Mm. 
you've also got scope with Jack to look to be honest with you if I'm brutally honest I'd play Jack lose forward yeah or even um, 14 I think 14 is a major major role for him like I know yeah. they're talking about uh, oh what's the name Nico coming in at 14 but he doesn't have that 13 like you see sort of position where Jack is a much bigger body much harder runner yeah yeah, and he yeah. gives you them two options like he covers a lot of, a lot of bases for you yeah plus look it's, it's not the best but he does have a kicking game too as well yeah um, which look but look we'd be remiss not to acknowledge that Josh Adokar is a significant uh, loss which transfers us nicely to the next one ah <laughs> oh, I tell you we're, we're getting it seamless, um, seamless. <laughs> so obviously some of this obviously is age gracefully um, with the team news this morning this going out obviously on Tuesday but Adokar out with a syndromosis injury. He joins Viliama Kiku and Raymond Felida Mariner. I think both of which are back this week from concussion protocols. Nui Brown, elbow. Franklin Pele with a fractured forearm. He was flying this out of the season. Davide Pangai Jr., calf. He's going to make his first, first game for the season this week. Chris Patolo, knee, Bailey Bondi, Odo, knee, and Luke Thompson, foot. Um, could injuries destroy their season? Um, given it's it's a relatively young roster, relatively inexperienced, slightly inexperienced in spine positions. I know Matt Burton's been brilliant, but he still has Kyle Flanagan inside him. Mm. Could injuries be the story of the doggy season? Well, I think if they lose anyone in the spine, they're major. Now, full back, RB he's making his own but um, like Hines or Manny if they lose either of them I think this team doesn't roll as they, as they would mm. Flanagan's doing a hell of a job just giving giving Burton uh, a bit of a free roll a little bit but I think if it all fell down to his shoulders you'd know straight away that they're in trouble like yeah um, they've all, like they have recruited heavily they just haven't recruited heavily in the spine positions. They put a lot of emphasis on Matt Burton. And I think... Like, look, Kyle Flanagan is a serviceable seven. That's, like, he gets slated in the press. How his kind of tenure at the Roosters ended probably says more about that than actually his performances on the field. Because I've never thought he was a liability. No, I never. I was the same. I, had, I backed him a little bit. And I never thought he... he, he warranted the the sort of backlash he got disrespect he got yeah. yeah um but yeah i think outside of of those two it just feels somewhat limited like if if you if you'd money to spend given he's a bargain i'd be looking at wade egan mm, he's having a cracker of a season though to be honest but he's having a few crack over seasons mm. like he's yeah it's two it's two seasons now that he's played this quality of, of football like yeah it's not um, just a, a one season and a flash in the pan here and he did it last season in what was a struggling side mm. so yeah I yeah I, I'd worry for the doggies because their investment has been in the outside pieces you like a kick out They've arguably played overs for Pangai Jr. Luke Thompson probably hasn't had the arrival to the NRL he'd like. Uh, I think for what you're getting out of him, like, don't get me wrong, he's a good prop. Mm. Um, but for what you're getting out of him in terms of production, it's not probably an overpayment because he came from the Super League. Where you look at like the like of Max King, maybe he's playing overs, overs, overs price, like. Mm. Uh, yeah. So yeah look one to watch I suppose the time is just coming to an end there but I'd say we might park it there and something to keep an eye on if the injuries continue to mount the doggies could be could be in trouble which with the investments around them and, and it's a few years Gus is at the doggies now it starts to no, it'll, take, it'll take one it'll take one injury in the spine to, to show you where that team really is yeah which or if Burton gets picked in Origin, <laughs> which might be a chance, and they lose him for a while, it's another option at centre. Yeah, especially the performance he gave last year. Mm. Fair. Okay, so the next one is the Dragons. Stat of the stat of the weekend: forty-nine missed tackles. It's 
the Dragons lost to the Gold Coast 20 to 18 on Sunday morning. And the most damning stat of the day was the Dragons 49 missed tackles. I know Gold Coast had 38, but still, <laughs> a lot of these led to the comeback and arguably the losing of the game for the Dragons. Uh, like that Philip Sammy try when he came back inside, he f- did fall off. I think there's four people, that five people fall off him. And then the Sexton try as well, he breaks the line, hands off a big second row, which he should not be handed off the second row that close to the line. And it just shows you like that there's a in the background the dragons are not tracking well. Well, like, well, it's it's very hard considering you know, without knowing, that your coach that's there is not going to be there next season. You have no idea who your coach is going to be next season. Yeah. If you're, you kind of need to be a bloke that's playing for a contract to be able to motivate yourself to, to get up and out of there. Or, look, there's only a finite number of, depending on where you are on the roster, there's only a finite number of NRL contracts out there. So, even if the Dragons are a mess again next year, but at least it's an NRL contract. It's kind of something... Yeah, for, for it's something to land for a fella that's not sort of out of, out of favour with a, another mm-hmm. club maybe or something like that. Yeah, it's it's kind of a similar situation to, to West. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only difference probably being and I was going to bring him up but once I once you I see once you sent through the stat I was like I might park it for this week because you can you can argue bring it up every week Ben Hunt just just phenomenal and I don't know I think you run out with superlatives with him and he is that sort of uh he says a little bit. Yeah, Someone's yeah. in a spot of bother. Oh, look at the local. They don't go down the other road, they go down this road all the time. It seems like, you know, the way like good players, the ball always bounces to him. Like his try came off Sexton's leg, like, <laughs> or, or it got it got touched anyway when he went, whoever went to, to offload it to him, like, and it just landed into his hand. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the good players have the time, and it's just get the look of the bounce as well. Yeah, no. I, I, look, I agree with what you're saying, but, but what, I think yeah, what, he gets those bounces off the back of work rate. Yeah, that, but that's what I'm saying. What people don't see or don't understand is his ability to to follow that ball and to be on the end of things. Like I think it's it's taken for granted by a lot of good players where they should be there all the time. Like, and he is there all the time, so you take it for granted. Like, but he yeah. works his ass off to get it. And defensively, he's a fucking machine beast. Yeah, no, he did. Did he did he get slated for missing tackle on contact with that try as well? Well, he was the, he was the outside man. Yeah, like like it, it wasn't his man. Like Sexton wasn't his man. He was he was pushing off. There was and Sexton had like what's his name Fafita outside him. So yeah, no no no. I just <laughs> your I just was, seen I, I just seen the headline on Fox League. Hunt goes from hero to zero. No, like, he did his best to try and get them to where they were. <laughs> it was eighteen fourteen when Sexton scored a try and he was the one to get them there. Like. But that is, that is a headline written by an NRL journalist who only watches the highlights. Well, there's a few of them, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Us included. Yeah. Uh, no, I get the 18 minutes one. <laughs> I, know, dude, I pay for watching NRL, so I'm, I'm four minutes enjoying flesh out my points for four minutes. Uh, if I don't see it live, no, I'll be joking. Um, yeah, look, it was in short, the Dragons are a mess, but you can't really blame Hook because of the situation he's been left in. It's the higher-ups. It's, I think pretty soon. You asked the question last week. What CEO do you know other than Pasco? I think we might soon. Yeah, no, the dragons. The dragons. <laughs> yeah, or the board, half the board, anyway. Because it's a mess. It's a mess. Anyway, I'm trying deeply here to avoid my bias and kind of just using it as a cross junction to get you to praise some, praise some Raiders. Uh, what's your take on the Tapau Rapana incident? It could have went either way, I thought. I thought it's the fact that he lost the ball that the ref went back and looked at it. So I think he was gonna play for a knock on and then he mm. looked and it was the knee. But he like he he catches the ball, he falls, and then he sort of like leans forward into into t- uh, tapping his oh uh, what's the to uh, like knee and Tapau isn't falling already like so it's it's ridiculous to say that there was any intent in the in the actual incident itself like so you could have said yeah. maybe not knock on but I know he got injured and stuff like that but it's get up something let's play the ball and, and play on 
Yeah, like I suppose, from my take, and I, it's a biased Raiders view, it's never a penalty. It's never a penalty. Mm. But that game, in general, was if there was some bizarre officiating. Mm. So, in the incident where Cabo strike, and they put Sebastian Chris in the port for a shoulder charge, it's that's never a shoulder charge. It's a bang bang play. And it's, it's shoulder on nearly. Mm. You know that way, like it's it's a jostle for a position yeah. to try and get, and he did like he, I know you said tuck the shoulder. I it took did he say he tuck his arm in? Something. It's a very hard like on most of them you go head first across the body to try yeah. and put him out. Like you don't go back and, yeah. and go across. Like you put your full frame in front of them yeah. first. Mate. It's an unorthodox tackle, like, but that's the only tackle that you want to try and stop him with, like. Yeah. So I suppose. Like for me, never a penalty. Um, the result obviously is is a is look. It, if, that's you, if you're blaming that for the loss, you're you're kicking stones. I think Broncos. Yeah, no, and, and and I agree with that. Like that, that I wouldn't be blaming that on the loss as a Broncos fan. But I think we're in a very dangerous juncture in the NRL where the result of the of the play is almost a penalty. So. If if Rapana or the outcome, take, sorry, the, the outcome, the outcome, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if if Rapana doesn't need eighteen stitches, if he yeah, if doesn't, he, if he's not pumping blood in the ground, like, and he, and then he doesn't get a concussion, he's fine, bounces up, then it's not a penalty. So so why is it a penalty? And I just think there's a few instances. I know obviously James Graham was quite lively in his his comments about put them on a stretcher, embarrass them. But we are getting into not diving, but I think milking definitely. Well, milking especially territory. the the behind the net, you know that the what did, what's the name of that the where the players tackled crusher, uh, crusher sorry, crusher tackle, crusher, yeah. anything at all that the field they can get away with, they hit the ground straight away. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's very dangerous uh, situation. And then now the new one is this hip drop tackle. Which I get. We've had a few hip drop tackles, and uh, it, it it's a dangerous tackle. Uh, but then there was so one, was it the one in the in the Bulldogs game, the young fella, and he sort of your man dropped off the tackle, and he was still on the ball, and he fell with the ball, but the ref put him on report for uh, for a hip tackle, and then the committee doesn't charge him with anything after the game. So it's yeah. sort of like that. Where do we are we being too like there? It didn't. It never looked like a hip drop, but he still put on a report for a hip drop tackle. Like so, you're I you're think, panicking the whole game, thinking what what's going to happen when the game. I think the solution might be to change. It it seems as if time's just gone there, but it seems as if there's an interpretation by the refs that you can only put someone on report if it's penalty. Yeah. I would like to get to a situation where we put someone on report for something you might have, you think you might have missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as obviously that what it currently is, but I think the ref there could go and putting him on report. I'm not sure exactly what happened there. It did yeah. to me kind of look like a hip drop, but it didn't yeah, yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. one. And then let the, put the let the match come in. Let the play continue. Yeah, exactly. Especially when it's so quickly, like it's very hard to deal with these. Yeah, games so, only getting quicker. So this make you happy, will it? The next point. <clears throat> Flesh it out for me. Flesh it out for me. <laughs> King Croker, the return. So the feel good story of the year. Yeah. Uh, Jared Croker returns to first grade to give the young Broncos the first loss of the of the year. Still a kicking machine. Three from three and the weren't fucking easy <laughs> from conversions and then one from one of the penalty. And uh, he had a, I thought he had a real solid performance. Feck uh, all mistakes like and he put like stag in his pocket a little quiet. bit Kept he never quiet. looked like he was getting away from him or putting him under pressure like no I think uh, not to give another podcast a shout out but the, you know the captain's run yeah it's uh, Cam Smith and obviously the people speak Cam Smith has been very vocal all through the kind of five game win streak the Broncos and he understands the game so much infinitely better than the majority of us and he's been kind of saying that there's a lot of things he's been saying the Broncos he's not happy with that they're kind of getting by on 
individual talent. Mm. They're, they're, they're drifting away from their structure a little bit more. Yeah. And and the cockiness is coming into them as well. Cockiness coming in, and then also like the you look at say the dragons' result, the dolphins' result, where it was much tighter mm. than the scoreline suggests. They ran away with it in the last ten minutes, and I think that may have kind of bloated the confidence levels a little bit. Mm. Um, yeah, you're not putting, looking, you're not putting your team away like say like the Panthers or something like that, or the Rabbitohs again. Yeah. Like. And it it boils down to something I keep bringing up and I just I just don't think Evie's the man for the job I just don't think he has that man management skills to keep the young blokes who are undeniably talented level but you think as well with, the, with Brisbane like it's like a fishbowl down there like if they play well they're going to be superstars in their own in their small little one town well not one town team anymore like but uh Arguably that makes the job, arguably that makes the job easier, because it's now a fishbowl with two fish, and the person who's feeding the second fish is arguably the greatest coach of all time. Mm. So eyes may wander, and that job arguably gets a bit easier. I just think, I think if we did a different coach in play in Brisbane, I don't think that result happens on Saturday. Like as as much as I enjoyed it, as delighted as it was, you look at. I know games aren't played on paper, but you look at the team sheets. There's no way we should have been close. Effort is is one thing, and the effort was immense. I thought the effort was unbelievable. But about the hour mark, effort shouldn't should really start to wane, and and it should be quality. A then good team, once yeah, a good team is is right. Yeah. That's what you said. Uh, what's him? Um, he's seven games away from three hundred. Will he? Will he make it this season? I know. It was, yeah. Uh, Ricky came out and said it was a player-led decision to bring him back from New South Wales Cup, like which was the like the backing of the team, which is great for him. But uh, I don't know. Injury-wise, is the lads that are injured are going to come back as as quick? He might get to seven games quicker than he would think. Yeah. Like I mean, like arguably, what happens is when he gets if if they roll him again. I what I think happens is Sebastian Chris moving back into the centres pushes him out. Yeah. And if yeah, you so watch you're the press conference, to save your savage to come back and then yeah, it's a pressure then. It's a decision. He's then. asked every week if you watch the press conferences with any Warren Xavier and he's nah he's not not just ready, he's not just ready. So he might he might be fit, but he's just not rushing back because he is he's a young player with undeniable talent, so let's just say. So but yeah, King Croker indeed. Happy Yeah, still second bottom. All the <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Yeah. Um come back to a point that I think is interesting to discuss now. I know they're they're getting all their stars back, but we've discussed it already this season and, and we've kind of said, look, don't buy too much into the Roosters early season form. They kinda of build for the end of the season. But they did lose to a, a below strength and a transitioning storm. When do we push the panic button on the Roosters? Do you give it another two, three weeks? Or do you say, arguably they've given, I know they, they, they beat the Eels, but they've only really given us one performance, and even that was a bit clunky when they beat the Roosters on Paddy's Day. I don't know. I think, yeah, uh, like, the one, Victor Radley's yellow card the weekend mm. I know he came out and said that he was walking around as a joke but even Robinson came out and bagged him in the media saying like it's just this stupid stupid penalty like, he said if Sam Walker got it done I'd be very annoyed <laughs> like, it just shows you yeah. what it is like, and it's such an unnecessary penalty like. that's the the thing with Rads you do kind of sometimes go Why? it's okay to make mistakes it's not okay to learn from your mistakes yeah, yeah like, or to he's, not learn he's getting to a stage he's not the young fella anymore like like that exuberance of youth is 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 waning a little bit with all the fans as well. I think like he's a great friend of that, mate. but it's just you can't be at like yeah yeah um look it's a, it's a big win for the storm and I know he's out this week but I thought Nick Meany oh, for a bloke went off for fifteen minutes 
uh, with HIA his stat line of look I just don't have it to hand but it was pretty remarkable um, as a bloke who never set the world alight at the doggies he is a true kind of I thought he was a difference oh he was he certainly was um, it would be interesting to see Munster fullback this week though <laughs> can do uh, he, he can do when he can do what he wants that'll be interesting but yeah, I, I, I still I know it's the storm. I know it's bellyache. I know there's still that glittering of in Hume in Hughes and Munster and the performance of of Meany, but I still think it's a it's a storm side that's sands that bit of talent they they typically have year on year out, and they've lost kind of some big names in the pack. And obviously the Bramish brothers, Kafusi. Yeah, you they're, not, they're not go, the force they used to be, I think. No, you kind of go... On paper, anyway. Like, yeah, performance is low. The effort they do every week is serious. But on paper, they're not the, they're not the team they used to be. And the, and the, but and yet, yeah, Roosters are the team they were. <laughs> if, you did, if, you, if you look at on paper, like, I know they have Crichton and Tupinua. Is it Tupinua coming back? I don't know if Tupinua is back this week or next week. But I, I think um, Crichton's making his New South Wales... Yeah, they're, they're not. They're, they're taking their time. Yeah, him. they're taking the time. But if they get which look, them two back, you're under pressure. Then I think there's they're two serious ball runner second rows. Like, yeah, uh, I just wouldn't pass it. I wouldn't, as you say, uh, press the panic button just yet because Agri, the, like, the back line is is immense. Like when they're on song, uh, arguably, but um, we haven't seen it yet. If, if, and that's. Like, like Joseph Manu was injured, came back like he did his cheekbone at the beginning of the season again. Joseph Swaby is just doing enough to to be a superstar. If he can, like he's he's doing them hard carries and stuff like that that we're used to. And Teddy hasn't lit lit, lit the competition away. Well, he's, been out, he's been out for the last two weeks though. Too, yeah. To be fair to him. Um, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. When do we look? Like if we get to week ten. Mm. We kind of go. Yeah, we come back to week ten. Yeah, okay. okay. Now, it, as you say, the team that I would not like to meet this week is the Sharks off the bike. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. With only two wins. Yeah, like if you think they had two weeks to to really find out, like an easy week, the first week after the game, like and then it's it's all action the last eight days, like coming up to this game. So it just shows you, like I. I know Bruce is their favourites, but I would not like to meet the Sharks after a bye. No. No, I would not. And then the last talking point. I know we've been talking about them for nearly every podcast. <laughs> but I, think, I think we might we might ban the Tigers and the Dragons next week. But, uh, just as a yeah. respite for the for the avid listener. But this week I do feel for them. <laughs> this, that's it. Like firstly Naden went down clutching the shoulder and it got confirmed that it was a broken collarbone. Uh, trying to score a try and then 10 minutes at the end of the game Adam Dewey went up for a, to contest like a short drop out actually won the ball and went to take off and it looked like it was a, a non-contact injury which the medics on the on, if you've seen the medics on the on the field they do their ACL uh, little test. little test and it did not look good or, uh, but he did walk off the field like in some pain but it was confirmed then after the game that it's an ACL injury. His third of his career on his left knee, not on both knees, on his left knee, and it looks like a nine-month layoff for him. Where did the Tigers go now? <laughs> a rebound. <laughs> You're lucky there's no yeah. relegation. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, look. Let me tell you, as the, as the side sitting in sixteenth, I'm delighted with <laughs> this year. Um. Yeah, look, oh and six start to the season. Um, maybe the boy is is I know. Win that. Yeah, yeah. I know we joked about it, but maybe that's a it's a good place to get it now because I don't think they could have had a worse start to the season. And arguably, look, if you are a fan of the Tigers, you would have been a fan of the effort f- put forward against the Eels. Eels haven't had a great season, obviously, but still, it, w- it was um, a shame. I think I thought that was the performance of the of the the year. Like. If Cherry Saints caught that ball, they were ahead. They go down and play it, like, but it was just you don't know what. Like, Look, maybe that's something to build on because we've we've talked at nauseam with the new signings and the fact they haven't gelled. And I'd say Carso looked far better in this game, and his 
pack was actually running for him dummy lines yeah Bateman looked a bit of the mongrel of old and he takes on the line like the, the try in the corner where he took on the line just took all the space and then just popped it off your man all you have to do is fall over the line and score a try yeah. but he, so, you just need more of that off him yeah look maybe into the bye week signs of a bit of a lift a bit of a, a a meshing of talent let's just say of the new and then look I think I think you just write look I know Dewey Dewey is he's a I think he's a good player but I think they're not really sure where to play him they can play him full back they can play him six they can play him hooker they can play him he's a good footballer loose. that's the thing you know that way what? he's a good footballer he's a good footballer he doesn't have a position you know that way yeah. It's like Jack White in, in the New South Wales team. Yeah. You can play and arguably that complicates things. Yeah. Arguably that complicates it because you're constantly changing. I think you just roll with ball goes through Appy Caruso and Luke Brooks. Luke Brooks and that's, and that's it. it. And arguably it's a simpler job. And you probably stop buying failures from, from Penrith and Para. Uh, <laughs> and arguably you look Cashinet further than West Sydney. Um, yeah, please. Maybe, maybe we're not in this problem year after year after bloody year. Um. Yeah, look, it's gonna break me if we talk about Wests week in, week out, mm-hmm. because I just, I think, yeah, I think this solution is probably Sheen's goals and Pascal goals. <laughs> you did see the signs up, Pascal out, <laughs> Pascal to go. It's just, it's just very difficult to get rid of a CEO as opposed to a manager. Manager can be got rid of in the morning, mm. uh, unless you're a dragon CEO. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, oh look, well look, hopefully they get the victory this week against the boy to quote Tim. Yeah, Sheen. I was just gonna say the one team we're not gonna be talking about now is the Tigers. <laughs> yes. Well, look, let me say we've had an Anzac jersey fiasco. Oh, if that was a week later, we wouldn't be able to get them out of the headlines, and I, I think. Uh, Kinty uh, and Buzz will have to keep them in the headlines because yeah. they've got a show every week and well there was a little bit of so back and forth against uh, with two of them like, with legal procedures <laughs> supposed to be if there was no apology well I suppose the, the other thing too as well is I don't know if you've seen it and this could start a bit of a gate uh, apparently the Raiders were called out for their jersey last year which also featured uh, US military stock images on their Anzac jersey so sure who is Australia in war with <laughs> America and fighting everybody it's alright I know it's the only one really know, walking just, just yeah it just shows you though the time like that jersey went to print went to sale no one batted an island they played games in it but when you're the West Tigers yeah you can't get, seems, can't get away with nothing <laughs> can't get away with nothing so look yeah look moving on to the round seven matchups as discussed the Tigers, thankfully, are on a bye. Yes. And we'll oh, back them for at least a week. No controversy this week. Please not be in the news next week, please. <laughs> All right. If if there's any if there's any Tigers <laughs> controversy, it'll be I'll be like that Homer Simpson meme where he <laughs> yeah, just goes back into the hedge. <laughs> That's it. So starting Thursday at ten uh oh, ten to eleven, uh, the Dolphins take on take on the Rabbitohs at Suncourt Stadium. Uh, Rabbitohs are favourites. A dollar twenty-eight to $3.70 for the Dolphins. Uh, we are without. Oh, sorry. Uh, Cody Nickerine with uh, continues with his uh, with his halves. Marshall King, I think, is having a season, a really good season. No, I I think he's having multiple good seasons. I just think like uh, they were talking about it in, as you said the uh, bloke in the bar that podcast and they were, they were asking in the World Cup why did he not play more games I don't know if he was injured or what but he, like the way he's playing now Australia are delighted that he didn't play <laughs> in the World Cup like they went with Brandon Smith Brandon Smith was playing 70 minutes of the game like you know, going, it's absolutely madness to have someone like that on your team and not play him like I think it's there's, there's the logic of like he plays his position for his club let's play him as opposed to just looking at, at the cheese and saying he's like similar to Dewey he's a footballer yeah let's play him at Lucy um, yeah. and then yeah, let's, you, like, it's, it's like 
It's like last year with the storm, like, play by Lucy, and you've really got hooker down as well, Grant. You're going, like, you're the best of both worlds, like. And look, arguably, it's, it's, it's probably a salary cap sport issue mm. where you, you get in this situation where you, you just, pay yeah, yeah, you positions. you pay that much as you can't. You cannot play him in this position. It's a waste yeah. of money, like. Yeah, whereas, like, like and, and you kind of look at saying in the NFL where you only pay a, a tight end so much but a QB can reset the market and stuff like that it's, it's similar in the NRL is the way it's kind of going and um, yeah. less so an issue in the NBA but look we digress no definitely um, I think Sun Grub Stadium is going to be massive for Dolphins the whole time because they're going to sell it out all the time but just with the Rabbles the way they were playing and the performance that Mitchell gave last week with the little kick up the arse by the coach that he has to get involved a bit more I think it's a bit too fresh <laughs> to think that he's going to go back to his old ways you'll see a performance of him again especially like for Wayne like as well like yeah that, they, that's going they, to rev a lot they love like and it's nothing bad like he left on good terms it's just that it's Wayne Bennett like they did want to get one over him because he will always be <laughs> there be videos of him coming back in the bus with the half sideways with the boombox and the boombox coming again which yeah. nobody wants to see <laughs> So, I enjoyed them. I go with I the Rabbitohs anyway. Yeah, I think. Yeah, look, we're still kind of look. Uh, brilliant performance in the weekend, but I think the it's just that f- the lack of quality on to the injuries. Yeah. Um, that you kind of it's hard to favour them. Uh, I think the results will the the games they win for the remainder of the season will all be through grit, and they could turn anyone over, but you wouldn't predict them. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And next up, I suppose nine a.m. Friday morning when you're pretending to work. Who told Maybe. you? Who told you about that? Still, still in this work from home buzz. Yeah, sharks, roosters. Arguably, it's a mouth watering clash, as you mentioned. Sharks off a boy, don't want to face it. The sides, pretty much, you mentioned kind of the few comebacks. So Daniel Tupo, James Tedesco, Suali, Manu, Jackson Paulo, and then Kiri Walker, JWH. Brandon Smith back in at hooker, Lindsay Collins, Egan Butcher, Nat Butcher, and Victor Rads, who would be on his best performance. Uh, I like the bench of the Roosters. Mm. Terrell May is growing on me. I know he's getting fits and starts, but I think he's not a million miles off his brother. And he's then, a big bopper as well. I like that. Um, there's a bit of yeah. a fight in him. Like he always wants to go, or any any effort to make it a bit more leg drive, he'll always go for that leg drive. Like. Mm. and then Matt Lodge who I, I'm a fan of uh, at the Roosters someone who I think could be under a bit of pressure is from Sharks point of view Royce Hunt a prop he's kind of been caught out a few times I think position wise you look at Corey Hordberg try and when we played them and it was an incident he knocked it on last week was that the week before did he, yeah. did he get away a silly ball like? and I just think from the Sharks point of view you can carry a big body of prop but you can't carry two no. and if I had to pick between Royce Hunt and Brandon Hamlin in ULA I'm pricking Hamlin in ULA every day of the week the question being then is who do you play as your other prop and I think you get a nice mobile prop in there kind of how Kind of para play with Reese Campbell Gillard and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the big body and then you move the aggregate to thirteen or, or the, the yeah, he just slide into thirteen with the ball skills. Yeah. I nearly and you just look at Wade Graham on the interchange. Uh, you look at the interchange. Yeah. Uh, Wade Graham would be the one that stands out for me. Like yeah, I I think it's a do is he can go either way, but I I'm gonna give the Sharks a two point advantage at home, um, but definitely not surprised if the if the Raiders if the Roosters win and they are obviously favourites. Uh, according to sports bit though hey, you. I go with the Roosters on this one just because okay. you know I don't bit, of con- bit of controversy bit of flag I put the flag something <laughs> uh, 11 o'clock then Friday again uh, Manly take on the Storm at Four Pines Park uh, Tommy Turbo after his spasms and his injections at the weekend he's back into fullback uh, and then we have Cam the battle of two fullbacks Cameron Munster mm-hmm. uh, at, the, at the other thing Will Warbrook I had to say Will Warbrook is playing some serious for a fella that came out of nowhere which some storm backs do in the last few months uh, the last few years they come out of nowhere and surprise us but he's a solid solid body like I think I think he's he, he, he'd go on from strength to strength 
yeah, I just think that win against the Roosters last week will put the storm up. Manny didn't look good last week. No, no. They got ran through by Panthers every time they, they had a chance. Uh, he's gone back to Cooper Johns at, at six, which was a bit strange, dropped him last week and then not uh, playing the, the, I forget the man's name, but letting him play and then like, going back to Cooper like, where Cooper got player of the, the preseason if you, if you <laughs> he won player of the preseason during the the war picks. Yeah. The, with the consistency and being playing all the time, like uh, you think Cooper was the was the, the second if the guy if Schuster was out like. There's yeah. a bit of silly rubbish there, I think. And arguably cost the team last week. Yeah, I think I think look Manly had a brilliant preseason and they look good in the opening stanza, but I think drawn with the Knights followed up by that performance the weekend I don't know if they're as good as they probably look to begin with and I think they might be a middle of the pack side that just had a hot start mm. so for me if I was going to back anyone I'm going to back Storm in that um, and you can call it four points park every week of the year but when when Storm are playing Manly it has to be Brookie because they can remind us of the battle of Brookie that was <laughs> um, oh if we could go back I just see on the reserves there 22 Jack Horwood he came with a big big name mm. uh, he's a, a 7 year contract or something something ridiculous like he, or 5 year contract is it yeah yeah. but uh, and not to see a sign of him in 2 years like which you think I don't know if it's injury or is it that he's just not ready but uh, there's so much hype about this for that and it's a bit of a letdown now unless they're going to unleash him and he'd frighten the life of all of us but I just can't see it happen yeah no I think yeah it's happened how it's happened because it is what it is it is <laughs> yeah they, 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 they took a gamble and it didn't work now it happened for three more years <laughs> just the, just the three more years Um, yeah Um, moving on early kickoff on Saturday 6am Warriors against the Cowboys Mount Smart Stadium always good to be in Mount Smart uh, probably a disappointing performance from the Warriors on the weekend just gone um, maybe maybe a levelling out um, of their talent they are slight favourites against the Cowboys I think they actually should be a bit higher uh, Sportsbet has them at $1.89 and the Cowboys at $1.91 two cent swing uh, I'm on NRL obviously uh, look there's, there's a few storylines in this obviously uh, top 8 and back uh, with the club he he managed uh, not so long ago I think parking last week uh, obviously both sides lost last week I think on the crux of the season I'm going to back the Warriors uh, just on even in spite of their performance you still have players showing up like Josh Corn. my god underrated or what it was strange how they, they used him at the beginning of the season. He must have been injured. He, well, he's on the interchange bench again. Like, I think he's starting. He's just, like, he, he just a gun player. Like, everything he does is so good. Like. Yeah. Um, the, the key, I suppose, out to flags, and when we've talked mm. majorly about, and probably maybe the reason they lost is obviously is uh, Tamari Martin and Wade Egan, who are yeah. huge losses. But look, Dylan Walker, Sean Johnson, I'm not against that as a half-back partnership no, to get you out. you'll have Dylan Walker just running every chance he gets. And, yeah, and we'll, Johnson will just have to take control of him a bit more. And look, we'll see how Freddie Lusick goes. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm backing the Warriors, especially home field advantage, and I give them six points spread. Ooh. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to think that the... Cowboys have come back this especially having Drinky back for another se- another game like in there and I just think that, that Chad and, and Dearden have a bit more to them that hopefully you can see it now yeah, okay 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 so half half eight then Saturday again uh, the Knights take on the Panthers uh, Panthers are surprisingly favourites in this $1.16 to $5.20 <laughs> it's a nice uh, yeah, I just think, uh, as you said, the the, the Panthers had as a great game last. They're not, they're not 
they're not like flying through, but they're just showing their class. Like, that way, like we, there was no out, outrunners there for a while, and then the Panthers just say, "Oh, yeah, we we take it on now." Yeah, I think I I agree. They they've not shown like they've probably not been there purring best but I think they've really upped it over the last fortnight or so um, I think it's the introduction of Sonny Duke as well a little bit mm. arguably a little bit more tastier footballer than Mitch Kenny yeah yeah you know yeah, like there's yeah. a bit about him like the kick through for for uh, Cleary's try like was special like yeah yeah like yeah and you have these young fellas coming through like <laughs> we knew nothing about Sonny Duke and then but there was a big chat about it and I think they're just going to like they're just going to bleed him into that position and you can see Mitch Kenny going back to his old ways of coming on <laughs> and coming off again like but uh, I don't think now saying this I think the the Knights backs are playing well they do have the talent like if Brandon Best just realised how good he was he would be the best centre in, in the competition with his attributes I just think he's an absolute machine when he gets going when he on his day he'd had anyone but then you look at Stephen Crichton you know he's going next year but he's having arguably one of the best seasons starts of the season he's ever had like his touches and his impact in games is is unbelievable like and he's not playing for a contract he knows he's gone <laughs> which which is a scary thing <laughs> fair fair yeah I think I'd go Panthers I'd say you'd be with me yeah I'd go Panthers by a landslide <laughs> yeah another um, 50 points in him yeah yeah uh, hard to hard to argue um, next up another Queensland derby it feels like we've won every week um, but look we never talk about now it's New South Wales derby so look we've won every good. week <laughs> yeah we've more than won every week uh, <laughs> Gold Coast Titans versus the Broncos obviously the the the, uh, the climax to Super Saturday 10.35 Irish time yeah the the uh, the loss on the weekend hasn't dampered the Broncos' favourites. They open up at a dollar thirty-seven versus the Titans, three dollars and eleven cents. You will be ju- like joyous to know that the starting fullback for the Titans is Jaden Gamble. Thank be to God. Yeah, don't even talk about him that much, do Yeah, uh, yeah, all, all day, every day. Uh, what is, do you know, slightly interesting? Is there is Toby Sexton is obviously out. Um, yeah. So you've got Kieran Foran and Tanner Boyd in the halves. Yeah, look, I, I think it's going to be a bounce back from the Broncos, and if they don't bounce back, I think we've got an early window into a kind of similar showing to to last year. Uh, I think that back line is stacked. Even not the star names like Jesse Arthur's took his try phenomenal against. Unbelievable. Us. And we we touched it on it there, I think the previous the first podcast. He mm. just fit in when Oates came off. Like he is, he's a gun player. He is just a baller. Like I think. Yeah. Um, and he was shown glimpses at the Warriors. Like he was a good player. Like and you know the that he went back to the Broncos. Yeah. Um. Then obviously look, Starboy Reese Walsh, uh, key out for the, key out for the um Broncos is obviously Tommy Flegler, but. Yeah, look, I, I, I think this could be a scrappy game. I think the Titans could make it a scrappy game. It's a bit of a derby, bit of, bit of niggle, but I think the Broncos probably too good. Um, and going back to your flag, like Corey Jensen had a steer start to the season. That's true too. So like, that's true too. Um, yeah, Broncos for me. I think Broncos as well. Cool. Uh, First game Sunday at 5 a.m. So I've been looking at the highlights. I don't know if you'd be deadlifting at that time. Uh, uh, no, Jim is up to nine. <laughs> All right, so you'd be crying for a while. <laughs> Unless. So the, dra- oh, the Raiders take on the Dragons at Geo Stadium. Uh, $1.48 to the ra- uh, Raiders to $2.65 to the Dragons. So Raiders are favourites in this. Uh, Jared Croker starts again center. Uh, Jack uh, Whiten's back for you, and so is Joseph Tapene, uh, which is a massive in for you. Mm. Uh, I don't think the Dragons have much change today. Musgrave's in, uh, Blake Laurie's in, and yeah, Jason's, uh, Jaden Sula is in. Yeah. No, I don't think there's much change to that Dragons team that went down to a Gold Coast team last week. I wonder. 
with the return of Jake Wayne and Joseph Taplin, will the Raiders kick on and get another win for Um I suppose as a as a as a fan and uh, not as a as an independent journalist. Yeah. Uh, I was looking ahead at our fixtures Saturday, maybe maybe Boyd. Um we've got three for me key fixtures the next three fixtures not because they're tough games not tough games but the three winnable games yeah so and arguably they're, they're the toughest games you have yeah the ones that, you, got, Saint, the ones Saint, that you should win <laughs> we've got St. George we've got the Dolphins who look have beaten us already this year but they're down a few bodies it'll be a tough game but we have to win it and then you've got the Dogs that's obviously then before we face off against Parap, Manly and the Rabbitohs so I think if we can pick up three wins there it's a big big if then you kind of know if the Raiders are going to be there thereabouts for the eight because the next three games after that you could yeah, not lose all yeah, three you're not thinking that you're guaranteed then so yeah look that's why I'll be backing them because you know bleak green and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I backed them. Yeah, no, I, I go with you on that. I, I just think to be to be bite with the win last week, and now the dragons can come back from the lefties, but it just oh, look the dragons are, can, have been a bit of a bogey side of year of of late. Uh, we've lost some absolute horrendous ones last season in the howling wind and rain. Uh, I just think back the, to the travel as well, like so, like being away from home and, and the home home team being the Raiders, like it's, it's a long enough travel. So I will give it to the Raiders. Yeah, just just about. Just uh, and <laughs> finally, uh, to round out your weekend of forty seven oh five Sunday morning, Combank Stadium, the Parramatta Eels welcome the doggies. Bro. Uh, look, as mentioned, look some key outs for the Bulldogs and some key returns I suppose so I see key outs Josh Adokar among others Harrison Edwards Curtis Moran and Reese Hoffman but key ins Andrew Davey Braden Burns Declan Casey Jaden Ockenbor Carl Ulupu Raymond Patala Marina Tavitai Pangai Jr and William Kickout those last three names will certainly bring a, smi- a smile to their, their face uh, look obviously Max King Reed Mahoney Tavide Pange Jr William Kickow Jacob Preston and Vitala Mariner uh, I think that's a fairly daunting pack now look there is a few key ins for uh, Parra as well obviously Paolo's back uh, they did say Wagga Blake but he doesn't seem to have made yet look he's made the reserves he's not made the interchange of the starting lineup. So, yeah, uh, I think it's it's a. I think Braden Barnes is is okay. He's a good footballer, but he's not a Josh Adokar. And I think, oh, if I'd be brutally honest, I'd say it's probably an opportunity now for the Para Eels to to overcome that early season turmoil and start to build a few wins back to back. Um, and they'll be thankful of going Wests and then into Bulldogs. I'm gonna back Para, but I think it'll be a tussle. What's the odds? It's it's a dollar forty four for eels, and it's a dollar two yes, two two dollars eighty for the bulldogs. Uh, one thing with bulldogs is Jay Nakbar is in for second row, is he? he that's how you play. Like you talk about a winger, they were panicking that their <laughs> the fourth or fifth the choice winger was not around to to play in their. <laughs> To be reserved for their second, <laughs> for their their Lucy's, which is a bit strange. I know they're under pressure with a few injuries, like, uh, and then you have poor Joshy Reynolds trying to get G up the whole team, like just <laughs> coming on. And well, look, Pen- like he nearly, Pen- he nearly lost. <laughs> he nearly Pons. lost. He nearly lost the family inheritance last week. <laughs> yeah. seen that clip. So look. Yeah. No, I just think, as you say, I think it's closer than the 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 gambling, the betting is saying. Uh, but I think if the Eels get this win they, to be on a roll especially with Junior Paula back giving them that, mm. that front go for ball and then you might see a few shots on Reid Mahone coming back he's looking forward to it supposedly so we should see that yeah that should be good um, yeah 
That should be good. That's it. Yeah, well look, I guess as the fella says, that's all for me. And that's me done too. Thank you and good night. Good luck. Eight points all. Played to Kiri. Fears down the left. Short pass Mitchell. Beautiful pass.